Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Square One. A podcast where we take our guests back to square one, where they first started their business, so that you can learn from their successes and failures. Brought to you by Isaiah and Malcolm with Omni Home Services. Today, we have Jonathan Gonzalez. What's up, man? EXP so glad agent. to be here. Yeah, absolutely. EXP agent. And owner of the JG podcast or yep, hosted? Yep, the there. JG podcast show. You got it right. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good, man. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely, man. So good to be here. I'm super grateful because like a few months ago, I, I had Malcolm in my episode or my show and it was a nice little hit there. Um, got a good amount of views and I'm just super grateful because I am I love working with you guys. I partner with you guys on all my properties or at least what the buyer, they decided to work with you guys I always recommend you guys all the time. All of them. They better be all in though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. Jonathan, I had a great time on your podcast the other day, bro. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, we're going to jump right into it, dude. Let's do it. I know, well, we kind of did the same thing on yours, and we were kind of all over the place, um, which was awesome. We covered a bunch of cool shit. So uh, we're going to go straight into our first question uh, about a failure. And... Uh, if you would tell us about one of your biggest failures and what you've learned from it, however you want to sh- yeah, tell us yeah, what yeah, failures sure. you're talking about there. Um, so for me, failure, going back to what I always preach about, it's like feedback for me. I always have a different mindset on what failure is. Um, a lot of people look at it and they, you know, they beat themselves up about it, but if you look at it in the positive mindset, that's something feedback is like, okay, it's something I must be doing something wrong in my business. Say I missed out on a listing agreement. I always go back and be like, I, you know, obviously I get beat myself up because the, that's the, the competitiveness of myself. Um, but it helps me to go ask them those questions. Okay, what did I do wrong when it comes to not getting that listing agreement or getting that buyer. Um, but I always go back to even even before real estate, uh, when I was going through my, a lot of, many people, many people may not even know, but my own addictions about s- seven to eight years ago that I just um, really got in a really deep hole with um, surrounding myself with people that were partying and whatnot that led me from like smoking weed to like, going to other specific drugs um the good shit i'm kidding i'm (laughs) kidding the bad stuff yeah yeah. disclaimer right there (laughs) i'm just kidding um but yeah and it it just every time i wanted to get i got so deep into it that it was starting to get really hard to get out and it was just like there's a word that's called um what is the word insanity when you're doing the same thing over and over again and that's what I was doing in those time period. I was like, first off, surrounding myself with the same people that itself is already going to take you to um, the wrong path. And so it, it took me not one, but four overdoses to finally get myself cleaned up. That's and a lot, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, God is good. I was able to get myself out of that. 
but it was all those failures. And I remember that fourth overdose at the hospital. And I was just like seeing my parents there and like my ex family there, like super worried. And I'm like, man, in my head, I'm just like, how many more like chances am I going to have in this earth? And so I was like, that was the awakening point right there. It was just like all these failures that kept coming and coming and coming, but it was all feedback as well. The way I look at it now, because I was like, okay, one, it's taking away the, I got off social media first off. Yeah, I got off social media for a full year. I tend to do those kind of things because it, it can um, it can really affect your your lifestyle and you know just the whole comparison lifestyle that you have on social media. Um, and then I just you know I started doing Bible studies, working out a lot, cutting off all my friends, and um, me and my mom went into a huge agreement that we're just like, hey. Um, I'm going to, she's a nurse, so she can get those like drug tests with the the urine one to see if I'm legit staying sober. And we did a contract, you know, this is me being 24 years old. Um, no, in my 20, what am I? 20, I'm 30 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 24 is when I finally made that decision. Cause I'll be six years sober in April. Hold on a minute. You did a contract with your mom? Tell me about that. Yeah, bro. I did a contract with my mom. She, she made, it was her idea. And it was more about like, as much as I hated it. Sure. She took the keys away from me at 24 years old. It kind of sucks. But I mean, I was at a place that you I was- should have had your keys, keys taken, taken away. Right? Long, a long time ago. So one, every week she's going to do like the urine test to make sure I'm staying clean. I'm doing Bible studies, doing like AA meetings through Celebrate Recovery was one of the contracts that I would have to go weekly, um, get a full-time job. Staying at home, not being out late till like eight o'clock was like my max. Um, it was difficult for me as someone who's very, um, I like to be solo. I don't like people telling me what to do and whatnot, but I knew I needed to do this in order to get out of this lifestyle that I was in. You don't have kids, do you? No kids. No. You know, you say it was difficult for you. For all our listeners that has kids... It wasn't shit for you. It was difficult for your mom. Oh, absolutely. So what's your mom's name? Uh, Sunma, actually. Z-U-L-M-A. Shout out to your mom, dude. That has to be, I would assume, one of the hardest things a mother or a parent has to go through. Yeah. And to sit down and have like the fortitude to create a contract. Like, how do I connect with my kid in a way like spanking his ass hasn't worked, you know, like grounding him hasn't worked. I'm going to create a contract with this young adult. So, uh, yeah. kudos to her and you, man. She, um, my parents, they are very spiritual. They, they're led through prayer and she, I truly believe through her prayers are the, is the reason why I'm still here. And the other people that prayed for me, cause she has her own little female group each week that they meet up and do their prayers and whatnot. So I admit it's all really thanks to her. <laughs> thanks to her. And you also learned, I mean, we all know in the room and probably the listeners that there's a scientific study that says you are who you hang out with, right? Like absolutely you're the median of the 10 or the five people that you hang out with. That also is true when you hang out with drug addicts, yep. right? Or people that are not making good decisions, you're going to make poor decisions. So good for you to understand that you got to just cut off those friends, man. Or I, I, if you call them friends, you're probably not friends now, are they? No, right. not friends. So yeah. uh, uh, good they, for you. For they leave you real quick when they see you cleaning up. Yep. And, uh, yeah, good for you for realizing that, uh, you got to surround yourself with better people. Mm -hmm. So wrapping this all around, man, 
we highlight the failures for a reason, right? Which yeah. is that they have a tendency to teach us more than anything. And you said you really viewed it as like a, um, a feedback thing. And I think that's awesome. Maybe touch a little bit on how you use that experience now to empower yourself or others. Oh man, that's a good question. Honestly, it's everything for me now. It's like, now I have the mindset because of all that failure that I can really do anything I set my mind to. And that's, yeah. that's honestly a killer mindset to have in a, in a really challenging business that we're in because it's so competitive. And I, I really use that for fuel now because like everything that I do, I'm like, oh, I, if I can overcome that, I can overcome anything in business now or really think anything in life. And so now it's just been an awesome tool to whenever, you know, like last year, for example, it was a little bit more of a challenging year for a lot of real estate agents. And um, it really put me in a humbling position for me. And I look back to that. I'm like, you know what? This is just a season. Continue to do what you're doing. If anything, double down on what you're doing now to get those closings that you want to get or hit those goals. And so now I'm just teaching the other agents that are in my downline to do the same thing, like try to find that failure and just like get that feedback and have like this different mindset on it, you know, and that, that I think that's what's powerful about it. Um, having that type of mindset in a very competitive business that we're in. Let's double down, dude. Let's jump right into uh, agents in your downline or anybody that's listening to our podcast. Yeah. We like to talk about what is a very specific, tangible item that somebody in your field can do that they can do right now that they can get a positive ROI from. And it's something simple as like, hey, I'm knocking on the door of this house. Do you want a value of your house? Something. What What is a, uh, a strategy that you could uh, teach us? Yeah. So when I started out my real estate, it's going to be three years now. It's kind of crazy how fast it's gone. Uh, and looking back on my very first year, I understand the power of social media. And it really, really works. And I really honed down on like, hey, just pick one or two platforms. In fact, stick with one right now. A lot of us, we want to jump into the YouTube, Facebook, podcast, LinkedIn, whatever it is, and they end up staying in the same place because they get overwhelmed and it's just like, it's not sustainable. And so I always suggest model one person in real estate that's doing really well in social media, um, say it's Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and go all in on that. But like study that guy out, he or she, whoever it is, because it's really going to elevate your business and because also the competition of so many realtor like real estate coaches that it's just like if you're getting so much content you're on instagram there's reels everyone's telling you something different and it's it's honestly overwhelming and so what i just you know to get the quickest ri is to really model that one person and like go all in on that and just like learn the tactics that they're doing through social media because I, I grew my business through social media do you have a model coach? Yeah, I actually use uh, Ryan. Ryan uh, Serhan is one is the one I Ryan Serhan. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Ryan. Sirhan. Ryan Serhan. He's um he's a really successful real estate agent broker now in New York. Um, has his own show from Bravo, and I think he's coming out with a Netflix show now. I really took a lot of his um coaching as well, like Good. his courses and just like implement it and on my Facebook and Instagram. 
And now I'm starting to implement YouTube as well now. That's where I'm focusing on this year. So we'll see you on Netflix in six months? I don't know, man. That's a, <laughs> I don't, that'll be a challenge, but maybe in the next 10, 15 years, you never know. <laughs> What's the importance and tell our listeners, because a lot of people that are, I mean, we're talking to aspiring entrepreneurs and a lot of people will go into a business, any business, and they won't model somebody. They won't hire a coach. They think they're smart enough. And it's it always baffles me because you're going to hire a coach to help you run a marathon. But that's just putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. You're not going to think about a coach for dropping everything you own and put your entire livelihood and your family at risk. Yeah. Tell us the importance of uh, and the the good parts of having a coach. Honestly, it's the accountability for me. Accountability is huge in this business, especially me. I'm a solo agent. I'm not in a team, so I don't have like you guys. You guys are in a team. You guys meet, see each other every single day. There's accountability and structure. And so for the ones that are doing this solo, it's so important to have that real estate coach. And honestly, I would even start out if I had to start going back, I would get a mindset coach first because I think mindset coach really takes you to another level in your business, honestly. I think it starts with your head and your mindset and then everything will flow together um, because it starts, it starts with yourself because at the end of the day, there's so many realtors that lead the business and because they, they suffer, I think they suffer with uh, low self-worth um, that they see the other people in the industry that are killing it. And then they, you know, they become discouraged and they get out of the business. So I think starting out with your mindset, like, Hey, you are worthy enough to really become a successful real estate agent or entrepreneur. So I think it just starts with the mindset and the, really with the coach, the accountability is what I pay for because it, they, they really see the numbers. I tend to jump on a lot of things, my time, um, when it comes to, you know, just networking, if I'm putting too much time in networking or too much time on social media, not enough lead or prospecting, they can see that and hone down on like, Hey, this is what's working for you. And that's why I highly suggest anyone who's in business to have a, a business coach or really mindset coach too. That's a lot of good insights, man. Thank you for that. So you talked earlier about taking a break from social media to, kind of focus and improve yourself as a person. But now that's one of the like biggest tactics, right? As far as seeing that ROI to really come in. So now at this point in your life, how do you balance the two? To like really from like taking a break to taking a break to making for sure making that, sure it's not affecting your business as well. You know, that's a good question. I mean, honestly, I would take a week of vacation. And that week is and that's like no business like you know your phone is off if you want to have that option of if you have someone which is very very difficult in the business that we're in especially like Malcolm who has multiple different businesses it's very hard um but I do suggest at least taking a week of just like taking off social media I just think it's healthy and that will you know at least once a year to do that and I'm I do that too I mean I take a I've last year for example I took like one or oh, two weeks off and it was just, it was needed. And I know it affected me a little bit because I know I get a lot of leads. However, I do have a CRM where I see all the leads that I get and I can hone down on those type of people. Or for sale buyers, there's just different avenues that you can do that doesn't have to do with social media. Can we start with like 
a morning instead of a week? Yeah. Okay. Start, I mean, start small. I mean, that's what it's all about. I highly suggest it. It's very difficult, but if you can do it, so be it. But it works for me. I was just listening to uh, our next guest, Matt Hollander's book, and he says that he went on a deep sea fishing excursion where he didn't have self service for like four days. Shoot. And it was amazing. And the the thing was, like, you couldn't get service. So if you are struggling with taking a week off, go somewhere where you can't. Go camping. Go deep sea fishing. Go somewhere yeah. where you just can't. Take a cruise or something. Yeah, awesome. can. yeah. Jonathan, will you tell us about your favorite routine? Ever since after my addictions, morning routine is a huge thing for me. Um, I value that and I highly suggest everyone to have a morning routine. I started my morning. Working out has fluctuated. It used to be 5 a.m., but with my work, I sometimes stay up a lot later to catch up on things. So it really fluctuates from morning to to the evening. But for sure, I always start out with prayer, my word, um, and then a lot of affirmations for myself. And then also looking at my goals every single day, looking at my goals, because that's what's setting me up for purpose through, for that day, because I want to hit those numbers for the, by the end of the year or whatever it is for that week that you have. Um, so I highly suggest if you have certain goals within your team or individually to always look at that every single day or even have it on your phone that you're always viewing it. So, you know, like there's always something to do. <laughs> Tell us how you're, are you, you're physically looking at those goals. Yeah. Tell us how yeah. you're doing that. Is it a vision board? Is it a scorecard? Is it an accountability mirror? Yeah, it's a good question. I actually got a goals book off Barnes and Noble. And so I actually just type in, for example, my goal this year is hitting at least 8 million in sales. And then it kind of shows you the breakdown on how you're going to get those goals. And then you kind of reverse engineer it. And that's how I tend to do use my um, my goals. It's called a goals book. Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah, cool. Goals book. I'm yeah. Check that out. Yeah, that's how it works. If you're not someone who's more like paper, I'm sure there's apps for it. But for me, I'm still old school pen and paper. I, I like writing it down. There you go. So you and I are in the same B and I, man. Yes. To see you and Richard and like Erica and Jamie work together mm -hmm. is such a cool process but i noticed man that you and richard specifically do so well with serving quality to the hispanic community how has that affected your career thus far man honestly that's one of the biggest whys for me in real estate is because i grew up not being educated on the power of owning real estate and now it's just like, man, there's so many Hispanics out there, like, you know, that don't, that have the money. Like, they have it. If it's not in the bank account, it's under the bed. Like, <laughs> they have cash. it. Yeah, exactly. It's cash. Um, but it's just they don't have the education now. And I think we, as Hispanic, like, I'm not doing my job if I'm not educating my community. And so, and I truly believe that's what Richard is doing is we, that's what we're passionate about is really educating the Hispanic community because there's a lot of them here and they, they have the capitals, they just don't know how, or they can't right now. So we have to use the ITIN and they don't know the services that the lenders can provide to get them into a home. 
And so I honed down on just like, man, we got to really support these Hispanic community to really just educate them on buying real estate or just investing into it. And um, by the end of the closing, it's just an amazing feeling. And the stories that we get from the Hispanic community that, I mean, I can give you an example. Like a few months ago, this lady had to, um, had a bad situation with her ex-husband and it was an abusive and her kids, she had to take all her kids out and she didn't know how to buy, but her passion, her prayer was always to buy a property. And then, you know, luckily I got, it was an agent referral from Hawaii that knew I was um, an agent here. And so she gave me a call and it's been, you know, it's, for her to tell me that story and then at a closing table, like her tearing up and seeing like, you know, I can just feel the pain that she went through with all that, with the ex-husband and just seeing like I was able to help, you know, some one, one of my people um, within the community, it just fulfills, it shows me why I'm still doing what I'm doing here. You know, being in real estate and home inspections and stuff for years, I 100% agree with you that there's not a lot of representation for Hispanic people in our area. Absolutely not. I mean, I can think of maybe one or two agents that even speak Spanish. So, yeah. good for you, dude. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm starting to get more teams because I know I'm Hispanic and because they don't have a Hispanic agent. So, they're calling me now to, you know, work with them for a referral agreement or not. So it's it's awesome to to know there's not that many Hispanic agents <laughs> for now. <laughs> I would plug you in Spanish, but I don't know enough Spanish right. to do that, sir. So sorry. You look Hispanic, though. <laughs> you got a little Hispanic in your row. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Team light skin. For, uh, <laughs> for anybody that's not watching, um, Isaiah does look slightly Hispanic. So. Yeah. yeah. But do you speak any Spanish, Isaiah? No. 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 No, just a oh, very no. slight bit, bro. Well, no is no in Spanish. No right? is no in Spanish. Yeah, there so you, you speak a little Spanish. About 1% there. <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Is there anything else you want to tell us about yourself or your business? Yeah, man. Um, honestly, in business, it's it's tough. And I'm just grateful to really be in this business. And one of the things that I don't like about our business as realtors is that you know, we, we, how would we say it? We gratify ourselves. And at the end of the day, it's really you guys that have really helped our, the success as a real estate agent. And in social media, I'm like, everyone's like, oh, I did this, I did this. And I'm like, honestly, it's not really you. It's really the whole team. It's like the title company, the inspectors, the, um, the lenders, it, it comes in as a package. And for me, in my own business, I will never like glorify myself, but the people around me, because you guys are the reasons why I'm here right now. And so if more realtors do that, I think, it, or come to a place of more humility in this business, I think um, we'll, we'll go a long place in, in this business. You know, that's a uh, true testament, no matter what business you're going to go down is, First off, it's tough. If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so realize that it's tough, and you know, a, a key leadership skill is to surround yourself by the right team, and then give kudos to them. So, good for you for um, for leaning in on that. Absolutely, and I appreciate you guys because you guys have been a huge help for a lot of my closings as well. You know, showing them exactly what's going on in the property. That's my biz. 
I'm sure most realtors' biggest um, anxiety is like, okay, let's just go through the inspection to know if we're actually going to go through or not. Um, so kudos to you guys as well. Good Chattanooga Home Inspector plug. Yeah, thank you for plugging that. You know, funny enough, I had a conversation yesterday morning with someone and it said, you know, um, it was a 70-year-old house and there were some problems. Shocker, it's 70 years old, right? And he said the the other inspector's trying to scare this person. And I said, that's actually a, um, a problem in our industry because you might find your client the house of their dreams, or at least the house of their dreams right now. Mm-hmm. It's 70 years old. Yeah, every 70-year-old house is going to have a problem. problem. But the inspector scares the shit out of them because it thinks it's their job. But what's really happening is because of some stuff that's going to be at every 70 year old house it's not that difficult and we just scared them out of a good investment two three weeks go down the line a year and they're like man i really wish i would have bought that house that had the hardwood floors and the new jacuzzi tub and the you know the quartz kitchen and now i settled for this because our industry um didn't do their job correctly in Mm -hmm. my opinion so Mm -hmm. what are you guys doing to change that I mean, we easily say like, hey, this house is 70 years old. Look at the house next door, the house next door, the house next door, the house down there. Everything is going to have the similar issues. And, you know, we also pride ourselves with saying, here's some positive attributes. You know, has it been upgraded with quartz kitchen top? Mm -hmm. Are the hardwood floors in good conditions? You know, the same things that that is making them fall in love with the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, educating them. Just educating them. I mean, obviously, we're not going to say your 40 year old water heater that's not working is in perfect condition. That's not the thing. But yeah, yeah, we're going to help them because we want to help them and help you also. So, So Jonathan, you're involved with social media. Is there. Any other medium of uh, <laughs> like creativity that you're involved with? In social media or just in general? Perhaps like a podcast. Yes, I'm doing podcasts. Um, I enjoy podcasts a ton. I just think I can learn from you guys, the ones that I bring in. And then hopefully the goal is for the audience as well to learn as well from those people. But it brings a lot of brain awareness for the individuals check out the jg podcast yes sir what's the biggest thing you've learned since you've been podcasting being consistent and finding people because that's it can be a little difficult once you find once you hit the plateau of like the people around your area it's like okay now i gotta go out and find some more individuals but within the show man it just shows like there's so many ways to make money in this business and in this world like everyone, there's, you know, home inspectors, there's realtors, there's um, I even a dating person that I had that's just like a dating expert. And it's just like, it's just crazy. I'm like, well, there's just so many opportunities to make money in this world. I think that's awesome. Man, I agree. There's so many opportunities that are just so right here. Um, and we just got to work hard to get them. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one day I'll just continue um, investing in other businesses as well. Yeah. Kind of like you guys are doing. Speaking of media, man, do you have any book recommendations for us? Uh, Right now, for realtors, I put um, Ninja Selling. Man, that book is really good. I believe it's Larry... Oh, I forgot the last Larry name. Kendall. Larry Kendall. Yes, sir. Man, that I read that book my very first year in real estate, actually first month in real estate. 
And it really teaches you how to focus on your sphere of influence and really double down on it. I can give you a, a quick example of what I started implementing. It's just note cards. So if you're going to, you know, for us, we got to go hit up these expireds or for sale by owners. Um, but leaving it, leaving that place with a thank you card. I started doing that. And like a lot of the sellers are like, this is different. Like, what is this? So like being different from their competitors, this book is is the right one for yeah. you. And I honestly, I've gotten a few listings just doing something simple as that. Uh, I just downloaded that, by the way. Nice. I love that you mentioned sphere of influence because a lot of people will say, you know, what's one of the immediate things that I can do to get, you know, business and Everybody that's been in business for a while says, tell people what you're doing, right? (laughs) Like some people want to be a secret agent and you're like, you can't sell shit that way, man. You got to tell them like what you're doing. I can guarantee there's one solid way not to get a podcast guest on your podcast. If you don't tell anybody you're podcasting. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's just crazy. But simple things like that, letting people know, I mean, you have, ton of contacts i just went to an event and this lender was talking about how like just go on your phone look how many contacts you got don't tell me you don't have any leads because they're right there and you're on your phone just if you're a new agent just start from there you know it might be a ninja selling tactic but i heard somebody not too long ago say you should go through every contact in your phone once a year you know start with a's b's whatever and just contact them yeah how you doing this is what i'm doing what's up with you and it's really that simple. Yeah. And it, whatever I can do to help, it yep. doesn't have to be real estate. You know, if you guys need a plumber, electrician, I'm, you know, I have someone for you for that. You just want to talk? Uh, I mean, and you're a big uh, spiritual person. You need mm-hmm. anything like prayers, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. We're doling out here. Um, all right, Jonathan. So we're going to wrap up with our final question uh, at Square One Podcast and say, if you could go back to... Actually, I guess it would be eight years ago when you're in the hospital yourself. Um, what would you go? That might be a bad time to go back to, but whatever time you want to go back to, what would you go back to square one and tell yourself? You know, that's a good question. There's actually a quote. I actually want to say it that really goes with that question. It says, what you think of yourself is more important than what others think of you. And I'll say that one more time. What you think of yourself is more important than what others think of you. And so that is honestly what I would tell myself when I, my younger self, because like, it doesn't matter what other people think. It's about what you think. And that is why I struggle with um, my addictions is because I was so focused on what other people thought, but it's like, yo, it's what you think about yourself. And then those affirmations that you tell yourself daily is going to really be a success for you long-term. So powerful, dude. And you know what? You coming from the place that you are. Yeah. They don't give a shit about you, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, the people that you were hanging out with that you were having about, do they care? Like where you're at now or about Absolutely you? Absolutely like, not. No, man. Don't. So that's uh, some powerful words. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, Jonathan, thank you, man, for coming Boys, on. man. I'm so happy to join you guys. First off, that's the title, Square One Podcast. That's pretty sick. <laughs> I really like that one. Uh, I love seeing like those really creative podcast um, shows, like their titles. But yeah, I'm thankful for you guys. And I, 
I'm looking forward to having Isaiah on my show next since I got Malcolm. And um, I know you guys are doing something really good with this uh, channel. So I really encourage listeners to continue to uh, listen to this uh, channel. Well, we appreciate you, Jonathan Gonzalez, and uh, also check out the JG podcast for some good stuff. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Square One Podcast, a podcast brought to you by Omni Home Services, where we rep Chattanooga Home Inspector, Nuclear Pest Control, Elevate Home Staging and Design, and Radon Eraser. We release a new episode each week, so be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode.